is back in the bullpen. David Grasso, anchor for Bold TV, anchor and CEO. He's an amazing person, multi-talented. We're going to talk about Donald Trump saying that he does, in fact, want to be a dictator. All right. So, David, I don't know what you believe about this comment, how you feel about the comment. But I would allow you to provide your commentary and I would be an opine. So this is the second time he's made the comment. Last night, or actually over the weekend, he made the comment at Cipriani, which a lot of people, if you remember, that's where Hillary Clinton made her comment about the basket of deplorables. But speaking of this comment, he more clarified what he meant, which is what a lot of presidents have done lately, which is they have a specific list of policies that they promise in their campaign to undo on day one. And I believe that's what Trump was referring to when he said he would be a dictator on day one. But of course, we've run with that sensational headline all over the media and really tried to expand upon. Can I say this, dear brother? Is it the fault of the media or people who heard the comment and they are taken aback, including those who are conservatives? Or is it the fault of Donald Trump for contextualizing democracy? in a way that's polar opposite of democracy. Because if you want to talk about democracy, you don't talk about dictatorship because those are polar opposite dynamics of formation government. And if you are attempting to be simply an executive leader inside of the framework of a noted democracy, then you talk about democratic norms, you simply say what you are going to do within the context context of those democratic norms. And the reason why I present this is because the party, the Republican Party, the party of personal responsibility, uh, you know, take account for your action, etc. It seems as if they're unwilling to hold accountable the man who continues to say these things that are inflammatory, that are adverse to rule of law, uh, dictatorships are illegal uh, in this nation. Um, adverse to the Constitution, adverse to the idea of democracy. He said these things. Why does he? Uh, why is he not being held responsible for what he said? It seems like that's a trend with Donald Trump. The, you know, Teflon Don, nothing seems to stick. And you forgot the most important part, which is that the Republican Party is supposed to be the party of small government. So advocating for a dictatorship, although that's been sliding for quite some time. If we really think about the origins of the strong executive branch that really goes back to the George Bush era, Dick Cheney, the Iraq war, and something notable about the Obama administration and the Trump administration and now the Biden administration is that they did not change that. And if you look at every time there's a change of power between parties, they do everything overnight as if they have to undo a lot of the signature policies of the last administration. Remember when Obama handed the keys over to Donald Trump, the first thing to go away was the Cuba deal the Iran deal, et cetera. And now with Biden's administration, a lot of the same thing happens. So in the end, we have this flip-flop that occurs when there is a change of power. And it's really not good for America. And I want to bring something else up, which is that you don't have to be a dictator with a strong executive to really bend the American system. We are not a perfect system. And both sides accuse each other of acting dictatorially within the confines of the law. Yeah, but Donald Trump is the man who said he wants to do it. Now, I will say this, if if people still elect Donald Trump, uh, they are saying they no longer want democracy as we understand it today. So he, because he's laying out a plan that's totally adverse to what we understand as democracy. So at least he's telling people 
the truth, in my opinion, of what he's going to do if you ever give him power again. But let me back up to a statement that you made that I actually agree with and wholeheartedly talking about how presidents have all somewhat done things outside of the context of democracy and what we'll call it a dictatorship. The biggest one, in my opinion, is how we do war. The Constitution says only Congress can enact articles of war. So presidents have all violated that. And they will say things like, well, you know, it's not really war, um, it's a preemptive attack. It's not really war, it's, so they contextualize it by definition differently to get around the constitutional uh, mandate that only Congress has the authority. The president does not have the authority to enact articles of war according to the Constitution. When I say that to my students in college, right? They're baffled because they've never known it to be that in actual practice. What say you to that? Yeah, we're all constitutionalists until we're not. You know, this happened during the Vietnam era. We had to escalate troops uh, deployments to that area to fight, you know, the communists through a proxy war because of a theory called the domino effect. And ever since then, we've all had these non-war wars. We've had a million of them that, you know, basically as long as you and I have been alive. This has been the standard case. But there's a lot of that going on. And that, you know, the liberals and the conservatives accuse each side of not following the rules, but the rules have fundamentally changed. In fact, the conservatives would point out that we have a whole new branch of government that is not constitutional, which they like to call the administrative state, you know, agencies like the IRS, EPA, et cetera. And really, that isn't constitutional. It is necessary for modern life. And really, it points out to even though the Constitution is, you know, the sacred cow in American politics, it is a document that's great, but it was not designed for the modern world. And in the end, neither side closely follows the Constitution when it's not, you know, convenient to them. Yeah, and I want to make sure I clear something up, and, and not because you offered it incorrectly, but because of how people may interpret it. Just because something is not constitutional, it doesn't mean it's adverse to Constitution. So let, let me explain that. Uh, it's not mandated by the Constitution to have uh, an administrative office or to even have a school system, for example. But that doesn't mean that having a school system is unconstitutional, right? So I get the framework. I just want to make sure people always understand uh, there's there's permission to create, to make, uh, to develop these uh, opportunities inside of government based on law, statute, uh, and also some administrative dynamics. And it doesn't necessarily mean that it's adverse to the Constitution. Um, I'll let you get the last word. Donald Trump, do you really believe he will be a dictator on day one and transform government as we know it? Uh, I think he has a very ambitious agenda that voters are paying attention to. And it's a long laundry list of what he calls revenge. And I think that people should take him seriously if they're thinking about voting for him. All right. Okay, until next time, we're out of time. I appreciate you being on the show, as always. always.